Ladies and gentlemen, stand in a barren landscape with a single skeletal tree, debate your companion on the pronunciation of common words, and wonder if the big man will ever actually show himself. Because it's time to talk tall to me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Omen Say. And I am Nick McGill. We are Feckless Momes. And this is Talk Tall to Me, a Beckett-like meander through the vague and unnerving world that is the musical history of prog rock band Jethro Tull. From the early years of wondering whether or not the band exists to the mid-years of reveling in their nonsense late years of wondering if any of us truly exist at all. We will take you song by song, philosophy by philosophy, from the beginning to the end, the Alpha and the Omega. Together, we are waiting for Anderson. This week, before we dive into anything, a passion play specific, we have two little bits of notes that are actually both thick as a brick related. So I've got Marley here in my house and Omen, you have Mary. They will bring us our respective notes here. Mary and Marley. Yeah, oh, hold on one yeah. sec. Oh, oh. oh, thank you very much. Thank you very thank much, Mary, thank you. Thanks, Marley. I go now to lance me boils. Oh, just please, please remember to maintain uh, distance from people when you're doing that. I can't help how far they shoot. Oh, I'd marry. She never learned any um any manners. No, Marley just had like a furry tail sticking out of his mouth, so I'm not sure what was going on there. <clears throat> so let's. Why don't we start with the tweet since that's a little bit shorter. Omen, I okay, believe great. you have that one, since you're you're yes, the, the tweet is. master general. Oh, thank you. Tweet, 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 tweet. See you in the morning. Yes, AJ Kerrigan, our. Second favorite Scotsman tweets, At Omen Said, Thick as a Brick is the album that made me a Tull fan. Love the treatment it's getting on hashtag Talk Tull to Me. I'm listening to it start to finish again lately. You can hear the minstrel brewing in some spots, eh? Imagine. Imagine. Do you believe... In a Baker Street Muse. That was pretty good. Thank you. Now, you, you shared this with me, and I actually kind of tried to splice the two pieces together. So I do have an actual uh, an actual audio of, of that little snippet, which I sent to you, Omen. You haven't heard it yet, so let's, let's listen to it right now. AJ Kerrigan, we here at Talk Tall to Me are about to make your audio dreams come true. Let's see if you regret that.
That was not bad. I mean, given that the songs are different times and different keys and on all that, but I mean, well, that's I, normal for a Jethro Tull <laughs> song. I just made a prog hit right there. <laughs> oh, Nick, you're a prog musician. You're the new prog DJ. That's right. The, the old remix there. <laughs> well, thank you, AJ Kerrigan, for suggesting that wildness to us. And remember, you can always tweet at me at omensaid on the twitter.com. That's right. The, the next piece we have before we dive in is from our Anglo correspondent, John. Hello, John. He has reached out in reference to the Thick as a Brick track called Clear White Circles, specifically referencing the lyrics about the, the premium bond win and Ernie, good old Ernie. Ah, uh, yes, we had a little a little chat about that. I recall about yep. that specific line. So it's it's the the soldiers on the hill making small talk, saying, "How's your granny?" And good old Ernie, he coughed up a tenor on a premium bond win. Singing, "How's your granny?" And the good old Ernie coughed up a tenor on a premium bond win. Now, from John specifically, there is a cultural reference that you both missed in the latest podcast. Good Mm. old Ernie refers to the machine which generates the winning numbers for premium bonds. It stands for Electronic Random Number Indicator Equipment. Premium bonds are different from a lottery because when you buy them for one pound, you are issued with a number which is entered into a monthly prize draw in perpetuity. You can cash in the bonds at any time and get back what you paid for them. I was given some premium bonds when I was born and bought a few more as a child. My eight pound investment has not in 62 years even coughed up a tenor. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the good work. So, I see. Well, John, thank you very much. Absolutely. Or should I say, thank you very much, John. <laughs> thank you, John. Greatly appreciated. <laughs> so, it's so Ernie coughing up a tenor is is someone getting a good return on their premium bond. Is that is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, cuz it you'd be getting a, presumably you're you're paying a pound you'd, per number. You got it. Gotcha. You so you were turning in, you were turning in your your number and you and you, you basically got ten times what you put in. No, not if you're turning in the number, you get you get back what you paid for. You get yeah. back your 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 dollar, your pound rather. But coughing up the tenor, I imagine, depending on how much is in the pot at the time, if your number gets pulled, then then you get a tenor. But even with with eight pounds invested, John has not probably not landed anything at this point. You know, Nick, there are so few truly mysterious frontiers left to us in the modern world, and it's it's so nice to have some place so perfectly opaque and incomprehensible as England. <laughs> Thank you, England, for keeping everything a delightful mystery for us. England, the final <laughs> frontier. <laughs> well, Nick... 
I think that just about wraps up our business for the day. That is it? our business. We can move on. That's our pre-business, I suppose. Now we yeah, can move on yeah. to the the meaty bits. That is the next part of a passion play. That's it right. Is... There's no business like show business. Yep. That's my favorite show tune, actually. I really like that one. But it, it is part, it is act three. It is just after the interlude. It is the business office of G. Adi and Son two days later, the next nine and a half minutes. Well, get yourself a Sarni and let's have a listen. We sleep by the ever bright hole in the door. Eat in the corner, talk to the floor. Cheating the spiders who come to say please. Politely they bend at the knees. Well, I'll go to the foot of our stairs. Old gentlemen talk of when they were young. Nick. Omen. Nick, are, Nick, Nick, are you still with us? I, I need a nap after that. I, oof, yeah. That was exhausting. Join us next week <laughs> when we finish talking about passion play. Nick, there's there's a there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot going on here. May I may I react musically? Your reaction will be musical. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it will. <laughs> then please go on. <laughs> okay. This is my favorite musical section of the entire album. Parts parts of this this nine and a half minutes are mine. Not like the whole span, but yeah, there are parts of it. This is my f- this is my favorite nine and a half minute span <laughs> of, of, of this Jeff album. Tall. <laughs> uh, no, but the, like there's just some lovely. Let us let us talk about some of the lovely things that we have. Yes, yes, please. Um, let's let us pick from the basket of our cornucopia of music some lovely fruits. The the abundance of of lovely. That we have yes, at the our nev- disposal. The never, the never-ending cornatulia, tulatopia. Well, that was the same. Yeah. Both, um, both so first of all, still working. We're working on. It. We're we're workshopping yeah. that. Yeah. First of all, we have Ian's amazing guitar playing, and like the the thing that I'm struck by for this whole section is just the the sick musicianship. Mm, mm. It's it's just beautiful. I mean, the playing together is just so incredible. Yeah. So we have the guitar. But the the acoustic si- specifically is obviously. The acoustic yeah. guitar, yeah. Meaning fool. Pick up thy bed and rise. In singing in this is it sounds so honest, which is interesting. Like a lot of times he's singing his voice takes on what I would describe as a quality of sarcasm or or teak, and this really sounds honest. He kind of hides behind the his singing voice, the 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 singing narrator of the songs. More often than not, it's there's a little bit of a mask there, but yeah, this feels organic. I guess this feels more raw. Yeah, yeah I can see that definitely. And then for that first section, we have the great contrast between the guitar and the organ. Mm-hmm. We have the drums coming in as well, but they're just sort of adding some texture. But it's really the 
John Evan and Ian playing against each other as the two main voices. Sure. Pure as the truth, tied at both ends. Well, I'll go to the front of our space. And then after the big lyrical section, we, we get into that really fantastic instrumental break where there are so many things happening rhythmically, yeah. so many rhythmic changes. Moore Barlow is is coming up with some very very unusual rhythms. Yeah, that are just dropping in and out, and you know, but they but they always manage to sync up at the right time. You know, it's oh they do. It's they, they they're they're like they're like those images of sound waves that kind of they they work in concert and they flow in between and around one another. But every now and then they hit that same curve at the same time. And it's like, whoa, that's what it's supposed to do. It almost reminds me of one of those old pictures where if you look at it right side up, it's an old lady. If you turn it upside down, it's a, it's a young girl. Yeah. The, the rhythms remind me of that. It's like they're because they, they're going out of one thing into another thing. And they, they are both of those different rhythm simultaneously somehow yeah and it just depends on where your eyes are are focusing or your ears in this case are focusing at that moment or the ears of your eyes the, or the, the eyes look of your ears look cl- look closely with your ears and you will hear <laughs> and then go to a specialist doctor <laughs> an an up opt oh what's an mm. yeah what's an ear doctor mm. optod Optodiologist? Optodiologist. <laughs> this at this point, yes. <laughs> this uh, section also contains, for me, one of the only instances in the history of recording where there is a saxophone that I like. You like most of Tall Sax, though. I mean, don't you like the sax leading up until this, leading up to this this section? Yeah, but this is this is preferred. You you tolerate the sax to get I, to this. I point. do, and in this place, I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah, maybe it's more that it's more that reedy, like almost whiny, but not quite stressed and strained sax. It's the oboe side of the sax, the 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 poor clarinet of the sax. Yeah, yeah. So I think that when I am finally able to achieve my dream of putting all the saxophones into a spaceship and sending it into the sun, because of this album, I may reserve one or two to be kept a hold of by highly responsible individuals. Just in case Ian Anderson wants to play a little more sax. That's that's yeah. right. Yeah, and and someone will have it in a briefcase, like the the, the nuclear football, and you have to have two people with the same code <laughs> the in order to break that's into right, it. That's right. Yeah, but that guy from Central Park who noodles on the saxophone all day by himself, he's get out. He's going to the sun with the shipment. I was just yeah, we can put him in there too. Oh yeah. my goodness. <sighs> or 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 in the um in the subways too. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. It's even worse because it's enclosed. Yeah. 
Now, this also has a lovely harmony in the overseer mm. section. The part where Ian sings with himself, I, uh, I am the overseer. Da -da -da. That didn't do it justice. <laughs> Nick, I will, I'll, I'll put in the right one here. Nick, sing <laughs> harmony with me. Ready? One, two, <laughs> three. I am the oh. You're not singing, Nick. You're right. I'm not. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> anyway, I love that harmony. Summons by name. I am the overseer of you. If that weren't halfway through a nine and a half minute song, I'd, I'd be more familiar with it. But there was so much that happened after that. Halfway through a nine and a half minute part of a song, which is halfway through the second side of a 45 minute album. Of a really beefy album, yeah. yeah. Anything else to say <laughs> musically? What else, what else stood out to you? Honestly, my the two notes I really wanted to talk about, you hit already. Ian's acoustic, definitely. It's really beautiful here. It's really nice. It's not, it's nice to see it in not just a one minute song off of Aqualung, you know, where yeah. it's just that and it's beautiful. It's nice to see it kind of mixed in with stuff. And the sax as well. I really, I, I've been saying it the last couple episodes, I really enjoy this reedy sax. I don't, saxophone is not as anathema to me as it is to you, mm, but I'm not terribly fond of it. Yeah. But I, I do, I do dig that reedy sound because it's not your, your typical sax. It's got a... It's got a strained feel to it. It's got that eeriness to it of of not quite being able to put your finger on it if you weren't really paying attention. Right, you know, it, right, it, right. It can blend in and just add to the to the uncertain ambiance. That's right. Yeah. This episode of Talk Tall to Me is brought to you by Reedy Sax, the saxophone that won't make you throw up. Can you put a little sax thing on that? I'll do my best. I'll, I'll try and find something. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you know that the guy who invented the sax had, like, several near misses with with death at various points? Is that just... it? Are those two separate... Are, are they two separate facts, or does it have to do with him having invented the sax? Well, he invented it, and people were like, oh, this can't this can't be, and then they tried to kill him. Yeah, I think that that person was, was God. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, I see what you're doing. Uh, let me see what I got. I got a piano on the third floor. That'll do... Oh, just missed it. Ah, gotta work on my aim. There's a... Uh... There, there aren't any anvils around, but there is a, a, a cliff over here I can lead you onto. But Satan the whole time was just, like, protecting him. Yeah. <laughs> Satan's like, I need that noodling. No. <laughs> yeah, so those those are, those are and, and there are a lot of, a lot of the instrumentation that, that is all of these disparate pieces fitting together. A lot of it to me is kind of discordant and and I think intentionally it does bring about that feeling of like, oh, I'm, I, I can't stop listening, but I want to stop listening at certain points. And then, like you said, they 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 kind of meld together and they really they 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 make you want to hear more because you want to hear the next time that they do fit together really well. Yes. 
because they they build off of each other and, and it's it's kind of stepping stones to get you through this song but ultimately they didn't want it to be super melodious right but in every single instance it's just so tightly and skillfully played and it's just you know every time i think about the fact that they created this album in like two weeks yeah, yeah, it just I forgot blows about my that. Mind. It just yeah. blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. It's 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 really impressive. It really is, and I think particularly with these with these the concept albums, I think I think it's easy for us to get carried away and 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 kind of look deeper in, into the meaning of things, but but I. If there is any semblance of the depth that we are thinking that we're seeing, and even without the meaning of the lyrics, like there is there is some really meaty playing going on. Like, yeah, two weeks, that is impressive. Yeah. That's super impressive, especially with what, two, one and a half, two new members in the band right now. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how meatily they're playing it. Yeah. They're really playing yeah. with their meats. They 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 are individually and collectively mm. playing with their meats, and with the newest member Barrymore, I think again, fresh I, or, I, we'll just with with the freshest of the meats. I, I think it just goes to show like how damn good Barrymore is as a drummer. Well, I think that the, I think that what we're seeing is that if you're going to get into Jethro Tull as a, as a musician, like if you're going to join the band, you got to have the chops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whether they are pork chops or lamb chops. Whatever meat chop you want to bring to the table, I'm sure that they would embrace it. Yeah. Salmon chops, even. Yes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Have you had lunch, Nick? I mean, I, I think <laughs> I'm feeling hungry. I'm, yeah, we're, we're, we're devolving here. So jumping over to the lyric side of things, we basically have two lyric sections separated by a banging instrumental. We have... Yeah. The foot of the stairs. Yep. And then later we have Overseer Overture. Yep. So. Yeah. And remember, this is the overarching in the office of Giotti and Son. Correct. So let's talk about that first section. Yes, the foot of our stairs. We sleep yeah. by the ever bright hole in the door, eat in the corner, talk to the floor. We sleep by the ever bright hole in the door. Eat in the corner, talk to the floor Cheating the spiders, come to say please Politely they bend at the knees Well, I'll go to the foot of our stairs Old gentlemen talk of when they were young Nick, let's just talk generally, before we sort of go line by line, let's just... Talk about some of these images that that we're seeing here. The foot of the stairs, the the hole in the door, the corner, the floor, spiders. Spiders, yep. Old old gentlemen talking, reminiscing about things, the good old days. Right. Everything is everything is being couched in these terms of disuse, age, mm-hmm. and physically being low down. Yeah. Yeah. Destitute. With an awareness of of there being upper physical upper levels, arch- architectural upper levels that, mm-hmm. that one doesn't have access to. Never never in this section do we ascend 
the stairs. It's all about being lurking at the bottom. Yeah. There's no furniture. Yeah, there is a a spire. There's a cathedral spire pointed down. I have never sat on a spire, Nick. Scented cathedral spire pointed down. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> Breathe into the pain. Right. So, <laughs> so we have the the downward pointed cathedral spire. What a fascinating thing. Yeah. What an image. Yeah. It's 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 almost the inverted crucifix, it feels like. That's what I was thinking. Or yeah. is it that you are seeing a mirror image of what we normally see because you're upside down in the sky? Hmm. Look, Looking down on earth, but you're still not quite in heaven. That's the foot of the stairs. Maybe. That's interesting. It's. I mean, I... I don't I don't see enough evidence to go one way or the other so I, I I don't hate that interpretation. I feel like either way we're we're looking at this being on the outside of something desiring to ascend and and not being able to because you're so diminished. I mean you haven't got the you haven't got the credit to to ascend. It's like it's like you're trying to right. pass over the river sticks and you forgot your thirty pieces of silver. So is this is are we to assume the office of Giadian Sun is is here at the foot of the stairs? The stairs lead out of Giadian Suns. Is this experience in? In God's office, his waiting room? Possibly. Yeah, I, I I think that that's possible. Or, you know, it reminds me of, you know, if, you, if, if you've ever had to do something really, really bureaucratic, you've, you know the experience of being in a large building where there are multiple offices and multiple waiting rooms and you spend a lot of your time mm. trying to get permission to go on to the next step, which isn't actually your goal. It's just the next step. Right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of of that. So maybe maybe it's about you know trying to get an interview, you know, trying to trying oh. to get up to see the the person who can actually make the decision. Okay. But yeah, but but you don't even get there. You don't even go get to go up the stairs to talk to to plead your case to get to get what you want. In this case, let's say to get into heaven. You're stuck, and you're wait. You're waiting so long that you're you're sleeping on the floor, right? And talking to the spiders. I love the I love the part about the spiders being polite. I know. Yeah, they say please politely. Yeah. Yes. Cheating, cheating the spiders. What does that mean? Maybe he meant to say eating the spiders. No, I I think that. <sighs> I mean, I think that that's a setup for the next section because I think that broadly what we have here is this. You know, the 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 pilgrim as it were, mm. is is trying to plead his case to get into heaven, but okay. isn't actually good enough. Okay. And all and ultimately in the next section we see that that he, he goes to hell. So I think that it we're sort of setting up that he's he's there are some reasons why he can't get in because he's he is cheating the little guy who has mm. eight legs. Okay. Yeah. That's the the polite little guy, yeah. The polite little spider guy. Yeah. I think I think a lot of this 
particularly this at the foot of our stairs section is is a much more allegorical and and flowery imagery than a lot of the stuff that we've seen a lot of it even though it's it's been poetic and stuff it's been pretty cut and dry i think we've kind of understood what's going on this one is really yeah abstract it's very poetic yeah I wanted to talk a little bit about We Pray for Souls in Kentish Town. Okay. We pray for souls in Kentish Town. I looked up Kentish Town, and while I don't have any familiarity with it, I did find out that it lies directly to the north of Camden Town. Okay. And Camden Town is a spot of disrepute, let's say. Mm. Okay. It's the place where the punks hang out, and there are a lot of, like, flea markets. It's sort of like where people try to sell you drugs all the time. They're, like, every time I was there, I seemed to see a, a fight of some kind or another. It's a lot of fun. It's, <laughs> it's probably, you know, it's probably not the sort of place that you want to hang out in a lot if your goal is to get to, get to heaven. So I wonder to if... To remain pure, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Kentish Town is, is a bit of a, a, an extension to that. Well... They, they, those people's souls are in danger by virtue of being next door. Right, exactly. So, and, and you know, whenever you have a large group of people having fun of any kind, you always get some do-gooders coming in to, to pray at them. It reminds me of, of whenever I was, whenever I've been at in uh, New Orleans for Mardi Gras, you see everyone having a good time, and then you always Every single year, you always see a dedicated group of people who are protesting the fact that people are having fun, who are who are yeah. who are basically saying you shouldn't be having this fun because it's sin and you should pray instead. And, and, and you know, here's here's Jesus. But, but why would I bother with that when you just pray for my soul? So I'll be fine. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's particularly funny when you also see people dressed as Jesus <laughs> drinking big bottles of Jim Beam. But that's fantastic. But I wonder I wonder if that's the sort of thing it's you know I wonder if if this is the sort of imagery of like we have to we have to pray for the souls of these people because they're they're lost. They've been yeah. led astray. Yeah. Or or let let's hope that they they aren't lost, you know. Right. Because because they're not directly in that town, maybe they're not Maybe they won't be. If we pray hard enough, they they won't fall to that temptation. Right, and probably yeah. there's some specific cultural reference that John will enlighten us about in five to six business weeks. <laughs> yeah, when this airs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What else have we got for that section, Nick? Just I I've kind of noted there there's a, a handful of food references. I don't know if it's really not. If it's really arbitrary or not, but there's eat in the corner, there is pie in the sky. A pie in the sky, which I mean, that's that's a, a an actual phrase, so it could or could not be, but I mean, it could be conveniently used here. Let's see, love hungry pilgrims, no bodies to feed. Yes, I don't know. There's just like a starvation there. Eat in the corner, pie in the sky. Of love, hungry pilgrims, nobody's to feed. What does the phrase pie in the sky refer to? 
it's just pie in the sky is 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 unattainable wishful hoping for something oh i see a pie in the sky dream is is i'm gonna win the lottery and have a mansion and a maserati and, and right 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 you know just something something that is really unobtainable i unrealistic. guess uh, i guess unless yeah unrealistic is very good and Un- unless the the stars align perfectly there's really nothing you can do about it to make it happen right you know so something along those lines so wishing us well is the pie in the sky yeah a delicate hush the gods floating by wishing us well the gods wishing us well is a pie in the sky hope which right. when it when when a a god wishing you well is is unattainable ooh that's hefty right so i think then we have we we clinch it in the next line sure god god of ages lord of time mine is the right right to be wrong a delicate hush the gods floating by wishing us well high in the sky god of ages lord of time mine is the right to be wrong so i think that yeah i think that we are experiencing a a rejection of this path ultimately because because it's so frustratingly <laughs> maybe bureaucratic or it doesn't it doesn't work for the for the narrator and so yeah it's cl- it's clearly not working out for whatever reason and so ultimately the last the last hymn is sung and the devil cries more yeah yeah show me a good man and i'll show you the door show me a good man and i'll show you the door the last hymn is sung and the devil cries more. He's he's almost saying, well, well, nobody's good, so why should I be? Why should I try to be? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he sits in there for for God knows how long and and then finally says, screw it. I, I guess I'll go to hell since that's my right. only other option. I've put in a request to take up my turn in that forsaken paradise that calls itself hell. Well, I'm off leaving, and that being done, I've put in the request to take up my turn in that forsaken paradise that calls itself hell. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what an in- what an amazing. I'm just trying to like think through the experience of that, like being so bored with trying to get into heaven that you're like. I guess I'll just go to hell. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the the test is you need to wait long enough just to get into heaven. Isn't that Well, that's what that's what purgatory is in some ways. Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. In Dante, you know, it's like purgatory is this there there are all these things that are described. I'm trying to remember some of them specifically this there are a lot of images of, of, of people being twisted and crushed, you know, people having to carry mm. logs up up a hill eternally, but they, they're pinioned in some way so that it's extremely painful. Yeah. And pointless as well, but it's it's to crush the sin out of them. It's to sort of purify them, to purge yeah. of them the, the sin, as we talked about before. Turn, turn the carbon into a diamond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, well yeah. said. So it's interesting that, you know, we have 
we have the person look at that and be like, you know, nah. Yeah. Yeah, but also there's an aspect to me of of he just he just didn't know. You didn't know that it was the test. Isn't there is it Batman or something where he 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 goes to the doorstep and says, I want to be I want to be trained and the guy says no. Oh, that's a common trope in yeah. in a lot of kind of kung fu films and even in sure. even in Fight Club, I think. Yeah. And then he he he, come, he he stays there in the pouring rain for like two weeks straight. And then finally the, the master opens the door right. and says, now it's time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so Ronnie just didn't wait long enough. Ronnie was not Batman. Ronnie was not patient enough to be the bat. Yeah. Let's flap our way on to the next section, the yeah. Overseer Overture. Mm-hmm. I want to pull out something. I think we've talked about this before, Nick, but it's worth re-mentioning because there, there's a lot of reference to it here. In, mm-hmm. in Dante's Inferno, when he gets down to the, the final level of the Inferno, mm-hmm. we have the image of Satan stuck in a big rock, like stuck right in there, and everything's frozen. Frozen, yeah. It's, it's all this imagery of, of, of cold and ice. Mm-hmm. And Satan has three mouths in which he is gnashing Judas, Brutus, Marcus Brutus, yep, and and Cassius. Oh, yes. Yep. The three great betrayers. Yeah. Colors I've none, dark or light, red, white or blue. Cold as my touch, freezing. So just, just wanted to pull that out as we're getting into our cold stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back into that. That's a, a good note to have. Of course it's going to be cold. Of course his touch is freezing. Yeah. So this is this is Satan. This is Lucifer talking to to Ronnie yeah. now at this point. He he was summoned. He is now the overseer of Ronnie. And it basically just tells he basically says it's it's his resume. It's his CV. <laughs> it's his curriculum vitae. He fell with angels to a far better place, offering services for the saving of face. But unfortunately, Ronnie didn't get that deal. You know, he never made a deal with Satan when he was alive. He just ended up in hell anyway. Right. Oh, yeah. He didn't even get the benefit of it. Yeah. He led a meh life. Yeah. Yeah. But just 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 on the south side of of meh. Right. So, well, you know, so it's yeah. In Dante, uh, there's this whole section before he actually gets into hell. There's a uh, there's a whole section of people who didn't do anything of any significance and never committed yeah. to anything. Mm-hmm. And so they can't even get into hell because they their lives were so pointless. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 fence sitters, the the people who do not commit to yeah. anything. The equivocators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, the line that confuses me the most in this whole section is Fallen from grace, called on to bring sun or rain, occasional corn from my oversight grew. Given this command, go watch your miserable sphere. 
He's talk. Satan is talking about himself here. Right. He's fallen from grace, called on to bring sun or rain. Is he saying that occasional uh, that, that occasionally, due to his oversight, good things spring up? I suppose that's possible. I I just feel it. I I felt like his his job is called to to bring the sun or the rain, whatever, and those do happen to to make plants grow. Right. You know, his oversight is the sun and the rain, not corn, but corn happened to happen. So he's saying, I'm not all bad. Look at what oh. I look at what I do. That's a fun interpretation. And that is that yeah. is that is what Satan would say. Oh, exactly. Listen, yeah. man, I get a bad rep. Yeah. His his honey, his honeyed tongue will 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 put put words into your head and make you think otherwise. He's he's Belial. He's the Lord of lies. Right. Yeah. I just want to reference one line right near the very end. Passionate play, join round the maypole and dance. Passionate play, join round the maypole and dance. Primitive rights, Just a callback to the video, the the hare who lost his spectacles video, where they dance around the maypole. And also the fact that that Jeffrey Hammond 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 turns increasingly into yeah. a, a horned figure in that yeah. video. Yeah, I think he starts with just like little horns, but he gets they get he, bigger they, and they bigger. Get bigger and yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. Sort of a funny message from a rock and roll band that that pagan rites will lead you to the devil. <laughs> it's, it's all opposite. Yeah, it would be if they were a Christian rock band, maybe. This is the only album that if you play it backwards, it says, "Look out for the devil. He's a bad guy." <laughs> I'll pray for your soul. Go to church. Kiss your mama. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink too much. <laughs> Moderation. Yeah. 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 Actually, if you listen to the the title minstrel in the gallery backwards, it just says moderation. <laughs> just try it. Yeah. I love that. There's this whole repetition of summoned by name. It's like, oh, you called, and that's a common theme in a lot of de uh, devil mythology. Summons by name. I am the old. Mm -hmm. Or demons in general, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But there's that thing of like, you know, say his name and he'll show up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are some religions that that won't even say the devil or or Lucifer or what have you because it is so kind of faux pas. It is it's a it's a hot subject. It's a cold yeah. subject even. That's why they don't say Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. That's true. Why some that is true. why some people don't. That's right. Only the brave ones say Voldemort. Yeah. Like us. Harry and Dumbledore and us. <laughs> We're brave. We're brave little wizards, Nick. That that we are. Well, 
I wonder, Nick, if our pilgrim mm-hmm. is going to be comfortable here in the freezing depths of hell. I have my doubts. Spoiler alert. The 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 next section is entitled Flight from Lucifer. That could mean anything. <laughs> but the whole the whole act, act four, is Magus Perde's drawing room at midnight. Well, Nick. Who is Magus Perde? I don't know. I can't wait to illumine some of those juicy chestnuts next week. I sure hope we can. Shine a little flashlight on a chestnut. In the meantime, (laughs) you can... Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. In the meantime, you don't have to wait in the waiting room. Wait a minute. I got it. In the meantime, (laughs) you don't have to get bored in the waiting room of our approval. You can submit in triplicate a positive review and ship it along with your request form for our approval at iTunes. Five stars in triplicate, if you don't mind. Yes. Although if we can't read any of your writing, we will send it back, but to your old address, and we won't tell you. We'll keep the stars, send it to the old address. You won't get them back. I'm sorry. That's just the way. That's that's bureaucracy, baby. Also, we're um we're launching a uh, this is actually exciting, Nick. We should have mentioned this at the beginning. We should have we're we're launching a new service from Talk Tall to Me, which is that if you say either of our names, we will appear in your living room and talk tall to you. That's right. You have to say it three times into a mirror. I can't guarantee I'll always be there. I I I'm tired a lot, yeah. so it helps. You know. It helps if you wave a bunch of hundred dollar bills around. Uh, any bit of incentive, for sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Until next week, I am Omen Sade. And I am Nick McGill. We are the fecklessest of momes. <laughs> and this is the talkiest of Tultimies. <laughs> Next, Mr. Pilgrim, our Pilgrim, are you here? Our Pilgrim, you're next in line. Um, oh, ex- damn spiders. Excuse me, excuse me, I'm so sorry, oh. but... Uh, yes, uh, you're so polite, oh, though. Oh, yes, I I'm, um, if you don't mind, I, I think I saw him go out that door. He left? Oh, yes. He, he didn't, he didn't wait. Oh, no. Did you... Did you tell him that Talk Tall to Me was a proud member of the Feckless Moms Audio Network? Oh, zoot! Sorry, I forgot my hat. I forgot all four of my pairs of gloves.